Leadership File on Premier. Welcome to The Leadership File, the show that helps you lead wherever you are. I'm Andy Peck. It will be no surprise to learn that those who govern our land have considerable support in doing so, and that some of those are Christian men and women. This week we want to focus on their work by talking to Aidan Muse, who is co-chair of Christians in Government UK. So welcome, Aidan, to The Leadership Farm. Thank you very much. Glad so, to be here. Uh, well, your, your journey into the civil service, first of all, and then we'll talk a bit about how you came to faith. Sure. So I entered the civil service after leaving university. I saw an advert for temporary statistical officers and I applied and was posted out in South End on a one-year contract. Thankfully, towards the end of that year, I got, received an extra two-year contract. Then I became permanent and, well, I'm still in the civil service today, having been in four departments. Okay. So I started at what is now Her Majesty's Revenue and Customs then had a year at the Cabinet Office, then a couple of years with the Treasury, and now I'm in the Ministry of Justice, um, where I've been for, well, too many years to mention, I think. <laughs> OK. And uh, was there any connection between your first posting and the degree you'd done? Yes, my degree was uh, maths with actuarial studies. Okay. And I actually applied for some accountancy jobs, some actuarial posts, but the temporary statistical officers within the government seemed appealing to me because of the breadth of areas mm. that you can apply statistics on within government. Absolutely. Good. So, uh, And then your journey into to, to Christian faith. Yes. Well, that's, that, as you... Uh, probably won't be surprised to hear, started quite a while before mm. my university days. Going back to the start, I remember hearing my parents talk about sending me to Sunday school. I must have been around four, I think, and I heard them use the word God. Now, why I remember that, uh, uh, I'm not quite sure, but I particularly remember that incident. And I think it was something along the lines of God. It just rang true to me. Right, right. Maybe it was because of the awesomeness of creation. Yeah. Maybe as a young child, you have an awesomeness which possibly you can lose as you get older. Uh, but anyway, I thought God, I believe in God. Anyway... I didn't particularly enjoy Sunday school, actually, right. at least not in my local church. Yeah, yeah. But thankfully, every holiday, pretty much, I went to my grandparents, which was about 60 miles away. And I attended holiday clubs there, and particularly during the summer holidays. And also, I, I sometimes went on Christian retreats, uh, for instance, to Whatcom House, which I don't think exists anymore as a okay. Christian retreat yeah, yeah. place, and Scargill. Mm -hmm. And... In those um, holiday clubs and um, the, the the Christian retreats, I saw Christianity in a in a in, a, in an alive way, right, right. and um, I put my faith in, in in Jesus. I can't remember exactly when, but it was sure. during those times. I enjoyed them, and mm. um, it, it was fantastic. Since then, um, I there was a long spell in my life where there wasn't really any Christian growth 
and it was only in my late 20s really mm. that I I came back to the Lord in a in a big way. I mean, I still think I my Christian faith was there. Sure. I remember, for instance, at university, deciding that I, to stop swearing, and that that must have only been the Lord's doing. Right. right, right. But in my late twenties, I went on holiday by myself, and I thought, what is most important about life? And ultimately, I thought I need to consider my Christian faith so I decided the next time I would go on holiday to take a Christian book with me it, it ha just happened to be, be one of my grandmother's books and I did so and it was called um, Your Healing is Within You I think by Jim Glennon and it was much wider than just physical healing right, it right. included um, text for instance about how to welcome the Holy Spirit into your life how to be filled up with the Holy Spirit and I prayed the ne prayed the necessary prayers and um, the next time I went on holiday I took another Christian book mm. and after about two years I felt the Lord impress upon me the need to get involved in a local church I see so instead of going to the nearest one and just settling there, I did a sort of church crawl <laughs> for about one and a half, two years right, right, right. in central London. Okay. And of course, there are, there are vast, yeah. uh, there's a vast range of different churches. Mm -hmm. And it, it, was, it was a really interesting experience. Ultimately, though, I settled in my nearest evangelical church, which happened to be in, in Chester Square. And since then, I have continued right. growing in the faith and haven't really looked back since sure. then. Is that St Michael's? Or? That is St Michael's, there yes. We there we go. <laughs> well, well, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. It's great to hear hear how, how things develop. So, um, so you, you, you know, you, you arrived in the civil service, uh, you've been, you're doing your work. At what point did you become aware of, uh, you know, there was a Christian kind of CU type arrangement there? I think it was a couple of years hmm. or so after I had started going back to local church regularly. Mm. I can't remember how I, I heard about the Christian Network at the then Lord Chancellor's Department, mm. as it was then called. But I did hear about it and I decided to, to go along. The first meeting I went to, I do definitely remember because I went to the room and there was nobody else there. All right. <laughs> I waited about 10 minutes. I thought, shall I stay or go do I need to go back to my desk and check I've got the right room but ultimately after 10 minutes the lady turned up and we we had a chat which was good I wasn't discouraged by that experience at least I didn't let it linger yeah. and I felt that I should be involved and I should keep going so mm. I attended regularly after that and this was which, which department at this point? So that was the Lord Chancellor's department, which, which based, then based where? That was based then on Victoria Street. Oh, okay, yeah. So not far yeah. from here. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Of course, that became the Department for Constitutional Affairs, and then the Ministry of Justice. And how did you come to to therefore lead uh, or be a co co chair of Christians in Government UK? Well, after a short time of being in. Um, the Lord Chancellor's Department network, I found myself leading it, which I guess shouldn't come as too much of a surprise given the, the first time I went there, um, <laughs> there was nobody else there. Sure. Um, so I soon found myself coordinating that. And it was really as a network leader for a departmental 
um, Christian network that I came into contact with Christians in government. Mm. In particular, they had meetings whereby departmental network leaders would gather together and share the good new, good news experiences, what hadn't been going so well, and, and pray together. And And so I became familiar with Christians in government and the people involved in Christians in government and roll on a few years. I can't remember how many I was asked to head up prayer for Christians in government. Okay. And then within a short space of time, several key leaders left mm -hmm. and I found myself in, in the leadership team and as vice chair mm -hmm. and then about five years ago I became a, a co-chair and since then I've been either a co-chair which I actually prefer or or, or, a, or just as chair. I see, okay. And what sort of numbers are we talking about? Well, Christians in Government is an umbrella organisation under which all the departmental Christian networks sit. So it's, it's difficult to give you an a, okay. exact number because the, the networks differ considerably. Obviously, the bigger departments tend to have more members mm -hmm. than the smaller departments, but there is a huge variation across Whitehall and across the wider uh, civil service. Yeah. So, but are we talking tens or hundreds or...? Well, we started a new subscriber email, which incidentally anyone can sign up to, whether they're a civil servant okay. or, or, or not. And that's uh, we started that ooh, maybe summer last year, and that's now over 400 subscribers. Okay, okay, splendid. Well, that gives us a bit of an, uh, an idea of the kind of you know breadth of breadth of things. And it's, uh, I'm sure this is an enormous encouragement for folk who. Um, you know, aware of, of obviously of politics and of political parties, but, sure. but actually, you know, all, all politicians and all leaders are are so dependent upon upon the likes of you guys for for making things happen. So so fabulous. So we're we're going to come up to a break in a minute, but after we uh, do so, we're going to look at a little bit of how Christians in government functions and uh, the kind of things that you get up to and the kind of support that you can give. Uh, to one another. So you're listening to The Leadership File with me, Andy Peck. I'm joined this week by Aidan Muse, who is co-chair of Christians in Government UK. And we'll be back just after this. Welcome back to The Leadership File with me, Andy Peck. I'm joined this week by Aidan Muse. Aidan is co-chair of uh, Christians in Government UK. Uh, we're talking uh, this week about the... Um, the way in which uh, networks of Christians can support one another within the within the service civil service, particularly uh, you know obviously connected to uh, the government, particularly in in central London, but also elsewhere. So, how does um, Christians in government function? You mentioned an email list. Uh, talk us through the kind of details of uh, of the kind of things you do. Thank you very much. So, Christians in government is led by a leadership team, which mm. comprises four of us at the moment. We also have internal and external advisory boards. Mm -hmm. The internal one tends to meet every two months, the external one less frequently. With regard to, to what we do, we put on quite a wide range of events mm -hmm. such that any particular Christian should feel there is something for them. I would also say that 
one of the strengths, I think, of workplace groups is that you tend to mix with a wider range of, of Christians than you would in your local church. And that can be really enlightening. And I personally have really benefited yeah. from that. With regard to the type of events uh, we put on, we gather the Christian network leaders together um, in the different departments and encourage them and get them sharing with one another so that they can equip each other better. We put on prayer and worship events, and I want to mention uh, um, some of those um, later, if I may. Yes. One key verse with regards to prayer and worship is uh, the 2 Chronicles 7.14. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. And, th and that's, that's a big verse for us. And a lot of our prayer events are connected to that verse. So we aim to have termly events and those attract a wider audience than just the within crowd, our supporters, whoever they are, can come along uh, as well. And they will aim to um, hear, we'll aim to hear through those some of what God is doing within government. We'll aim to encourage one another and also pray about some of the issues that are involved uh, as well. We also have other um, prayer meetings each month and we produce a quarterly prayer guide actually which anyone can download from our website which That's is www.christiansingovernment.org.uk we also bring a Christian perspective into policy making and in particular have been very involved in the diversity and inclusion agenda the doors are really opened in terms of welcoming Christian involvement in that over the last few years and it's great to be able to take a seat at the table and um, participate. It's really important that everyone, and this is a big theme in diversity and inclusion at the moment, that everyone feels able to be free to be who they are in the workplace and I think it's really important that that is true for Bible-believing Christians mm -hmm. as much as anyone else. We also deliver speaker events. Uh, we actually had one, um, sorry. We also deliver speaker events and put on large civil service events such as the Whitehall Carroll services, the bigger one being in Westminster Abbey and Whitehall Easter services. And they attract a much wider audience than, than just Christians. Anyone's free to, to attend. In fact, many of our events are open to all. And it's also worth mentioning that a huge amount goes on in the departmental Christian networks uh, as well, whether prayer or Bible study or having lunch together or speaker events and, of course, getting involved in, in, in policy as well. Yeah. Um, um, would when the, would uh, Christian MPs um, connect, do they connect in a different level than, than you guys? Well, there does a, exist an organisation called Christians in Parliament mm -hmm. and another called Christians in, in Politics, okay. which they tend to be involved in much more than Christians in government. Mm. They do occasionally come along to our events and we do 
occasionally meet with them, particularly the Christian ones, to update them on what we are doing. Okay. Uh, I mean, you mentioned the diversity and inclusion. Uh, I guess a lot of listeners will be, um, if they know anything about um, about the, the kind of the culture and some of the, the recent um, challenges for Christians in Parliament, um, they might be a little surprised that you, you're buoyant and positive about being a Christian because sometimes the impression is given that we're not free to say our bits because actually we get people people don't like the Christian voice. <laughs> they think we're anti-stuff or negative about things that would be regarded as normal within within. Um, society. You're saying actually no, you, you are heard and you have a voice. Yeah, the, the, the door is open to involvement in, in the agenda and there was a new civil service strategy actually in the autumn on mm. diversity and inclusion and that included references to diversity of thought and welcoming diversity of thought which is a very positive thing in terms of gospel freedom mm. and having the right mm. to um, raise awareness of the Christian faith. I use the words raise awareness yeah. rather than evangelize no, sure, sure. Um, because those are the words I would use internally, but they should amount to the same thing. They can do, indeed, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, your priorities as co-chair? Um... Sure, yes. So it's important for us in Christians in government to connect Christians. It's easy, even for me, when I go in, say on a Monday morning to the workplace, when I'm going through that front entrance to feel I'm going into a, a place that is different, a place that it feels secular, a place where, uh, as Tony Blair once remarked, we don't do God. Yes. And, and connecting with other Christians really help so that you don't, as a Christian, compartmentalise your life mm -hmm. and are a different person in, in um, the workplace, of course, I'm talking about the civil service, to outside it. So, so yes, a big part of our mission is simply to connect Christians. Mm -hmm. And once we've done that, of course, then us Christians can encourage one another, we can e equip um, each other, and a lot of our events are organised with that connecting and encouraging and equipping mm -hmm. in mind. There is a third strand, and that is um, inspiring a Christian perspective within government. And of course, part of that mm -hmm. simply comes from us having the Holy Spirit within us as, as Christians and mm -hmm. doing the best jobs we can. But it also includes getting involved as a network of Christians in things which are important from a departmental point of view. And of course, what is important within government does overflow mm -hmm. to the nation as well. So, so it is a, a, a real privilege to be in somewhere that is of strategic importance. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, you have an event coming up? Yes, yeah, sure. So do you want to share, share a little bit about uh, how you're encouraging Christians, particularly with this event? Sure, yes. We have a, a service for government and the nation with a focus on prisons on the 11th of July. The main service being from 6.30 to 8pm. And it's open to all. 
there should be a link on our website so you can go to the website www.christiansingovernment.org.uk and click on events or events news and it, it should be there there'll be an eventbrite sign up our keynote speaker that evening will be the former prison governor and later pastor at Bethel Church, Redding, California, Paul Manwaring. And the service will also feature worship and those involved in working in government, prisons and through the gate services. Before the main service at 6.30, there'll be a time of networking from 5.30 onwards and there'll be a light buffet as well and that will be hosted by Jonathan Aitkin and we'll hopefully also hear from a few other people at that. You may have heard of Prisons Week. Prisons Week organises a week of prayer. This year it will be in October from the 14th to the 20th. The Prison Week team will be there at both the networking event and the main service. Organisations involved will have uh, stands at the networking event, so those who are who sign up and come along will be able to chat to those who are involved in prisons from a variety of different perspectives, as well as those, um, of course, within government. I should also mention that this service is part of a week of prayer for government and the nation that we're organising and we'll start from the 5th of July and end with the service on the 11th of July. And as I mentioned earlier, you can download a prayer guide from the website. And hopefully that will be of help if you would like some prayer pointers. That sounds fabulous. And uh, I mean, I've heard Paul Manwaring a number of times on, on podcasts and he is... A terrific speaker. So, fact, you know, there's lots of good reasons for going to that event, but listening to Paul will be one of them. So, thank you. Uh, fantastic. Good. Well, time's almost defeated us, um, uh, Aidan. But, uh, I mean, church leaders, how can they be supportive of your work in the civil service? There are a number of things that I think church leaders um, can do. I think it's important to encourage uh, church uh, members to make the most of their opportunities and whether they're in the civil service or not, the opportunities that they have at work. We spend such a high proportion of our waking hours in the workplace mm. and it would be a real waste to, 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 to waste them. So do encourage them to, to get involved um, as the Lord leads them to do so. I also see con connecting with other Christians in the workplace um, as really important. I gave a story early on how it's been important for me in terms of not compartmentalising uh, my life and being a Christian 24-7. So I, I would encourage church leaders to see connecting with other Christians in the workplace as a key part of their own mission and outreach. And of course, uh, thirdly, do keep praying for us within government and don't just pray for politicians, pray for all of us who are involved because everyone um, forms an important part of the machinery of government. 
whether you're a church leader or not, you can be praying. You can also give financially, actually, and the website provides details. Um, so you can look on there about how you can do it. Uh, we don't actually receive any financial support from central government at all. So our work does rely on donations from friends. And there are also many areas in which you can help us with. For instance, we need assistance from website development to the worship team. So if you'd like to get involved practically in, in some way, even if you're very remote, living in a remote place, then do get in contact. There's a, 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 on the website, you, there's a contact page. So do get in touch through that. Fabulous, Aidan. Well, thank you so much. It's um, been terrific to, to chat with you and hear uh, of, of what God's doing amongst the uh, those who serve us uh, behind the scenes somewhat in uh, within our, our our country. So thank you so much. Thank you. You're listening to Leadership File with me, Andy Peck. I was joined this week by Aidan Muse, um, co-chair of Christians in Government UK. And uh, if uh, if what Aidan says uh, speaks into your heart and life, then that'll be, be great if you're listening. And perhaps you haven't connected with the Christians in your workplace, then uh, maybe this will be an inspiration to do so. And uh, do... Um, find out details about that uh, meeting on July 11th uh, where um, there's a particular celebration that you can join in with so uh, I look forward to your company again next Sunday at 3.30 you can of course uh, download the leadership file by going to Premier's website by going to iTunes you can get a copy of my book The Leadership Road Less Travel by going to the Premier shop look forward to uh, having your company again next Sunday at 3.30 thanks for tuning in You've been listening to The Leadership File on Premier. Andy Peck serves as a tutor at CWR, a Christian charity whose courses and publications aim to apply God's Word to everyday life. Contact him via email apeck at cwr.org.uk. 